This week's episode of The Shark Effect is brought to you by The Shift Group. Shift Group is turning athletes into sales professionals. Is your company looking to hire driven, competitive former athletes? Are you a former college or pro athlete in any sport and trying to figure out what's next? Consider a meaningful career in business-to-business sales and let the Shift Group guide you every step of the way. Register on the Shark Effect specific link in our show notes to get started or email sales at shiftgroup.io. Shift Group specializes in helping former athletes unlock the lucrative career of business-to-business sales by leveraging their characteristics of focus, discipline, coachability, competitiveness, and work ethic. With a unique one-on-one approach to an entire hiring process with hundreds of companies across software, healthcare, and financial services looking to hire athletes specifically. Make sure you check them out. We we didn't get to pick our coaches. You know, we don't get to pick our parents. We don't get to pick certain circumstances as we're growing up. And I think that could be scary when you go from, especially as an athlete, where your whole life is laid out for you and your coaches are chosen for you and your, your whole structure is built for you to where it's like, I have to do everything by myself now. And I like to encourage people to think about that phase or that station as like, well, you get to create. Welcome to the Shark Effect Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Molden. I'm an NFL veteran of eight years, and now I'm an author, leadership and personal development coach, and international speaker. In this podcast, you will learn strategies to get unstuck in life and find your influence. You will hear inspirational and value-packed stories from former and current elite-level athletes, successful entrepreneurs, and experts in the field of personal development. My mission is to help former elite-level athletes find their identity and utilize their influence to create a life of impact. So, hey, welcome to The Shark Effect. I'm your host, once again, Alex Molden. Um, I got a really cool guest. Um, He's an author. He's a former athlete. He helps athletes. And you guys know with this podcast, it's built for to help you use your platform your or your former platform to help you transition out of sport. And also, how do you use those same principles that gave you success in your sport to now give you success out of your sport? Well, I got my man, Taj Deshaun, who's um, who's also a podcaster, and we're going to talk a little bit about his podcast. But um, Taj, man, hey, welcome to the Shark Effect. I'm really happy that you've uh, decided to become a guest. So, man, thanks for, for being on the show. Alex, I'm honored that you invited me on as a guest. I've been listening for quite some time. And as you know, I'm a fan of not only the shark effect and everything that you've built with your business and the messages you're sharing, but I'm a fan as you of you as a human being, especially since you played DB too. You know, that we always have that in common. So honored to be here. My mom made it. I'm on the shark effect. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> my God, my God. Taj, man, tell, tell my listeners a little bit about yourself, my man. Sure. Grew up in Southern California, uh, ended up going to the East Coast to play football at a school called Stony Brook FCS program. And um, I was, uh, you know, growing up on the West Coast, you know, this Alex, like I wanted to pay, I wanted to play Pac-12 ball. So I went into college with this feeling of, oh, I fell short automatically. Right. Um, Get to Stony Brook, didn't have a stellar career there, graduated, didn't end up going to the NFL. So I came out of college, went into college and came out of college feeling like a failure. 
then I go out into the real world and I know you have these types of conversations all the time. So your audience will know where I'm coming from on this, but I felt completely lost, you know, and that really, I don't want to say that defined the where I'm at today, but that was such a huge challenge for me in my life at the time, which we'll probably get into at some point during this conversation. But um, that period of being lost and not knowing who I was outside of the Jersey, which caused a lot of drinking, a lot of uh, masking what I was going through because I didn't understand what I was going through. But I say all that to say that period of my life led me into doing what I'm doing now, which is helping other athletes, you know, the athletes coming up behind us navigate those same challenges and have a smooth transition out of their sport. So that's a little bit about me and, and what I'm up to. That's it, man. Hey, I really, um, number one, man, I commend you for doing something that you are aligned to, that you're passionate about, and something that you gave that you had some struggle with. And then once whatever conversations or coaching or teaching that you went through, now you're willing to to share that same information or even, I mean, not gonna say same information, but information that can help others. And I think that's so valuable because there's a lot of, I mean, people in the corporate or even entrepreneurs, you know, they do something that goes against who they are, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And then there's, they, there's a certain type of feeling that comes along with that. Like you're just doing it just for, to get that paycheck. And then you feel like, like you're cheating and you're cheating yourself. So man, I can, I, I commend you for, for doing something that, that looking looking in the mirror and say, man, where you were um, inadequate at or not knowing who you are. All right. God, I went through that. And I thought I was the only cat mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that, that went through that, you know, that, or because I, I, I did so much at the, at the pro level that, man, this should be easy. It's not easy, <laughs> you know, especially when you do something and your identity gets wrapped up into what you do instead of who you are. Absolutely. All right. So, yeah, that's um, yeah. So I, I, I just uh, it, it's 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 refreshing to hear like another voice that knowing that man, there's there's people out there that that once walked in the same path that I've walked on and they've figured things out a little bit. So man, that's that's dope. That's dope. Number one. So, so when you were going through that process trying to figure out like what's next or even who you are, what were the steps that you end up taking? Was it a conversation? Did you have somebody else who kind of walked your path or walked before you? Like, how did you end up figuring that that out? Well, like you just said a moment ago, Alex, I, I was also under the impression that I was the only one going through it because I wasn't talking to anyone about it. I was really just kind of closed up in my bedroom. You know, I moved back home to California, was in my childhood bedroom, and I was just really drinking, going out partying a lot of times and just kind of, you know, a recluse. I didn't really do, I didn't talk to anyone. Even when I would meet up with other buddies who were back home and, you know, they were going through the same thing. None of us really talked about it. We were more so frustrated because we couldn't get jobs or didn't even know what kind of jobs we wanted, but we weren't talking about the depression. And I think there was a sense of, you know, pride or just, you know, we're used to being on that big stage as athletes. We don't want to show vulnerability or maybe we didn't even really understand it, what we were going through at the time. But the way I came out of it was, you know, you, you said something else earlier that was really important about how a lot of people, they do things that go against who they are. And right from the beginning, I didn't want to ever find myself in a situation where I was doing something only for money. 
and doing something that was out of alignment with who I wanted to be, which of course led me down this path of figuring out, well, who do I want to, who do I want to become? Who do I want to be now? What do I want my life to look like? I think that's a lot of question, a lot of, um, a question that a lot of people don't ask, as you know, a lot of people don't, they just say, I need a job. I need some money. I need a check. Who's hiring? What am I qualified for? They don't say, what do I want my life to yep. look like? And how yep. can I go find a job or create a job or build a business or connect with other people in order to give myself the type of lifestyle I want? So I didn't have this mentality back then. I was definitely more on the side of, I just need to make some money. So I started out in sales, um, quickly found out like, oh, I'm only doing this for money. This isn't right. I need to figure out something else that I can do. Or if I'm going to be selling something, let me at least sell something that I believe in. And um, I just started really spending time thinking about the lifestyle. I knew I wanted to help people. I knew I wanted to be able to have freedom and flexibility and went from sales to recruiting, to job development, to kind of career services. And that ultimately led me to founding Thrive After Sports in, in 2018. So to answer your question, it was a constant refining and constant asking myself the question of, you know, where have I been? Where am I now? And where am I going? And what do I want it to look like when I get there? And as time goes by, and you know this, we were just talking about before we started recording, as time gets by with age, you learn to ask yourself better questions, which ultimately yields better answers. And then you find yourself in a better position in life. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what it's about. And, and so when you started like these jobs, I think it's important for, you know, for young, young people to, to understand, like, it's a, you're not trying to get into one job that's going to last you for the rest of your life. There's different jobs that, you know, you might get into and, and it might, that might just be for a season. And, but if you take the mentality, like, what am I going to learn? And, and just being in that, just like you were in school, well, now it's, it's, now it's real life, but you can still be able to learn. You can learn things that you like or things that you don't like. You can learn about, right? Because we both know, like, I, I've had plenty of coaches in, in the sports world that I didn't pick them to be my coach, but I had to, I had to follow them, right? I had to follow what they, what they said, or I wouldn't, I wouldn't be playing. Right. So we don't get to pick, pick the, the, the people who lead us. So that's another like um, something that you can be able to learn from and you can learn how not to lead. Right. When you do get into that leadership position. So uh, I think it's, it's something important that you said. It's like, man, you get into one position, you learn it. And then when when there's an opportunity that fits where, you know, you feel that you want to go, then then it's okay to be able to jump ship and go into an, another, another world or another, another um, company or business or whatever. But I think that's so important. We don't, it's not just like one stop and I'm going to be here for 30 years. It doesn't work right. like that. What, what are you, what are your insights? Well, on yeah, that? 100%, especially now, maybe at one point before really any of us were born, <laughs> that may have been the case, but that's not the case now because the world is changing yeah. so fast. And, you know, I, I love what you said about um, we, we didn't get to pick our coaches. You know, we don't get to pick our parents. We don't get to pick certain circumstances as we're growing up. And I think that can be scary when you go from, especially as an athlete, where your whole life is laid out for you and your coaches are chosen for you and your, your whole structure is built for you to where it's like, I have to do everything by myself now. And I like to encourage people to think about that 
phase or that station that's like, well, you get to create for the first time in your life. It's almost like, you know, you you get to be the coach with the headset now. You have the headset. You get to call the plays now. And if you look at it from that perspective, and I wish someone was telling me this back then, you know, telling me what I'm saying now is you're in control and that's, it can be overwhelming, but it can also be empowering. If you look at it from a standpoint, I get, I get to create and have agency in what my life looks like. I don't have to just end up somewhere or just have to follow the directions of other people. That doesn't mean you don't listen and take advice, but you're in control. So, you know, have some excitement around that creativity is my message to people. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, it, it's funny, man. You, I, I, it just kind of popped in my head, and, and it's, it's. I know one of the things that that's really helped me, helped me, or give me a fast pass is to be able to have a coach, mm-hmm. you know, right? To be able to have a coach or a mentor, really a coach, because a mentor is somebody who um, can give you can give you you know some some knowledge and hit you up on game. But a coach is somebody who doesn't have, um, there's no real judgment. That's right. This is where you want to go. These are the steps to do it. Who do you need to become to take these steps? And then somebody that can hold me accountable. So I didn't really start to move really in my own you know, world in terms of like entrepreneur until I got myself a coach. And then he started to open up some different a different way of thinking, a different way of influencing and, you know, understanding, man, this platform that I have or had as playing a sport at a high level, man, it can, it can help me in so many different areas. So I end up getting a, getting a coach. And so I'm interested, man, did you ever have a coach? Like after you start, you know, you started to understand where your life wanted to go. Did you have a coach or a mentor, big brothers, big sister, whatever? Did you have anybody like that in your life to start to kind of spit game towards you? Absolutely. And I, I love that you are bringing this up because, and I, I don't know if this was the case with, with you, Alex, but I'm guessing none of those mentors or coaches just reached out to you. You had to be proactive about reaching out to them, I'm assuming, right? Yep. So yep. same yep. thing with me, where once I decided that I wanted to actually go into business for myself, I was like... I need to find other people who are doing something similar that I can learn from. I call it drafting mentors or, you know, in this case, drafting coaches, however you want to. I look at it like if every team, every professional team has a draft, then why wouldn't I be drafting the people that I want in my life, including mentors and coaches? So early on, I started to seek out people who were doing something similar, whether it was coaching or doing something to help athletes, even if it wasn't directly what I wanted to do or what I wanted to create. I noticed that they had the lifestyle that I wanted. And it comes back to that lifestyle piece of I'm looking at them, they're traveling the world, they have coaching programs, they have podcasts, they have different things that they're doing that I know I could serve in that way too. And I also want to build my lifestyle in the same way that they have built it, where they have the flexibility and autonomy, they're making impact. And yeah, I I have invested so much over the years in coaches and mentors and uh, programs, courses, let alone, of course, you know, books and different things like that. Uh, I'm a big proponent of investing in yourself in order to get to the next level. We do it in athletics. We invest in trainers and, you know, nutritionists and all this type of stuff. So why not (laughs) do it in business? Oh, I love that. Yeah, man. I think that's how we, we got connected because I saw what you was doing in terms of like wanting, wanting to help, um, you know, athletes and especially as they, you know, whether they're, they're aged out or they graduate or they move on and, you know, how do you help them? 
And I was like, oh man, let me, let me, oh, let me see what he's talking about. And they kind of like, oh man, this is, this is something that is more, there's more uh, athletes, I think, that need people like yourself and myself, like really um, helping them during that, during that phase of transition. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's, um, I think having us on board, whether it's in the, at the collegiate level, I think it's so important because, you know, you want the, I would think that a, a person or an entity would, would want to help that to help their athletes transition so they can have success when they're done with, when they're done with school. But the thing that happens is, and I've learned this is ego gets in the way, whether it's from the athlete or also the school where they figured they got it. They don't need anybody from the outside. Proactive Athletes is the premier place that empowers student athletes to overcome the challenges of college sports recruitment. Their unparalleled expertise and influential network will guide you towards realizing your fullest potential. At Proactive Athletes, they understand that each student athlete is unique, facing their own set of obstacles. That's why their dedicated team takes the time to comprehend your individual needs, providing a comprehensive hands-on approach tailored to your success. With their personalized attention and unwavering support, they ensure your satisfaction every step of the way. Through their vast network, they have successfully connected with over 2.3 million coaches, giving your child's profile the exposure it deserves. In fact, their student-athletes' profiles have been viewed by an astounding 716,000 coaches, solidifying their reputation as the go-to platform for recruitment. What sets them apart is their data-driven approach, allowing them to make informed decisions that result in better outcomes for their student-athletes. By harnessing the power of data, they maximize your child's chances of success as they embark on the next chapter of their athletic journey. Join the ranks of proactive athletes and unlock your true potential. Let them amplify your talent, connect you with coaches that want you but may not have known about you, and pave the way for your future success. Together, they will defy the odds and ensure that your dreams become a reality. Don't wait any longer. Get proactive in your child's recruitment process today by visiting proactiveathletes.com. And make sure you use Shark Effect 10 for 10% off. Have you had any conversations or anything like this happen to you? 100%. Yeah, because, well, to your first point, there's no substitute for having people who have been through what they're about to go through or are currently going through. You can't put someone in front of athletes who has never been an athlete or never competed at that level or maybe just doesn't look like them flat out or hasn't played their sport and expect them to be able to resonate with what this person is talking about. And then to your other point, there are always the athletes who, you know, we could speak to them until we're blue in the face, but they're convinced that they're going to the next level or they're convinced that they're going to have this infinite career that's never going to end. And it doesn't get real until they actually find themselves like, oh, I'm really packing up my locker for the last time, no matter what sport they're playing. Right. And so there, I think there inevitably will yep. be athletes who uh, it just doesn't register right away which is understandable honestly i went to stony brook i knew i wasn't going to the nfl at a certain point and people would come in and talk about you know there wasn't as much people talking about transition but people would come in and talk about life after sports and to me i'm thinking like this is a distant future meanwhile it's you know a year and a half <laughs> 18 months away from me being in that exact yeah. same spot and then when it comes to universities yeah i think they're as you know and you 
you know, I know you were just um, up in Oregon speaking and you're up there frequently and you go, you go speak at a lot of different places. And I know there are great people in athletic departments. And then there are those who, I don't know, maybe they feel threatened by what it is that we do almost like they may feel that we're stepping on their toes or taken away from what it is that they're trying to do. When really to your point, Alex, we're a necessary um, service or necessary component of what they're doing. We can only enhance what they're looking to do, which is prepare their athletes for, you know, what after college or after their sport looks like. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, that was one of the big things that when my son, uh, Elijah was being recruited and then I have another son who's, who's going through that process is a lot of it. Um, like for me, cause I've been through it and I've, I've seen it, you know, as a father and hear them, you know, all the facilities and, you know, the conference and TV time and bowl games and all that type of stuff. But I know like th that, that lasts for a finite amount of time. How are you going to develop my, my son to be, um, to have success off the field? Because even if he played professionally, like I, the average is three and a half years, how are you going to prepare him to have success off mm -hmm. the field? So I, I listen I listen differently, you know what I'm saying? Like when it comes to these colleges and how to recruit, it's like, man, I, I think, you know, some some of these these colleges are missing the boat um, when they just, you know, they're looking at the flashy, the, the flashy objects instead of like, how can you help them have success or have a career that's that fits them? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I think that, that that's that's a, a huge sticking point for me when it comes to like recruiting or, or whatnot. Right. I think, and you know what, and you've probably seen this too, Alex, I think a lot of schools think that they are doing something about it, be but because they haven't necessarily been through the ups and downs of what happens when you aren't fully prepared, they don't really understand the magnitude of what it looks like. If you're not doing more than you're already doing, don't get me wrong. It's, you know, it's great to come in there and have someone do a workshop on, you know, how to build a resume. But we we both know that's yeah. not the whole picture, and that's not what we we speak about when we're talking to these athletes. So, you know, I'll just leave it at that. Though you know what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Man, explain to me like when you did figure out that you or figure out that you wanted to be an entrepreneur. What did that process look like for you? Yeah, it started out with coaching because I I started thinking to myself first of all, what did I need? Right. I saw a problem where athletes didn't have necessarily that one on one mentorship or coaching or support from someone who'd been through it. And I said, I can definitely be that person because I've made it through to the other side. And at that point, I was actually successful in my career with recruiting and career placement, things like that. And that in, by nature lends itself to a skill set to be able to help others get from point A to point B. So long story short, I said, OK, <clears throat> for me, I want to be a coach. Um, let me find other people who are coaching. Let me figure out how they did what they did and how they built their businesses and how they found, you know, one of the biggest revelations for me was you don't necessarily have to charge your coaching clients directly because there are people who have different sponsorships and programs set up in place. And I learned that by investing in mentors. And I know I may sound like a broken record at this point, but it all comes down to lifestyle and um, being intentional. So for me, building that business was, and it's so funny because it takes on many different legs over the years, right? What started out as one-on-one -on -one coaching ended up being group coaching and uh, 
consulting and helping building out programming for other people who are looking to serve the athlete community and podcasting and writing books and speaking. And, you know, these are things that were never on my radar. You know, I'm introverted, Alex. I just like to be, you yeah. know, in my in my office at home doing coaching calls all day. Like to me, that's the world. But all these other things have opened up just because there's a need for it and I found different ways to pivot. So yeah. Yeah, no, that's good, man. I was the same, I was the same way. It's like I didn't know where this was gonna mm-hmm. go. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I wanted to I wanted to help out the younger Alex. And as I started to to understand like leadership and how important it is and how it shows up everywhere, right? Influence, right? Branding, marketing, and all that, all that good stuff. It's like, man, how do I learn more about this? How can I, um, you know, have a business surrounding this? And so, yeah, I started off with, with speaking and then somebody here hears me speaking and wanted to hear more. Right. And so that's what kind of got into podcasting. And then from there it came into coaching and then now, doing um, consulting for small to mid-sized companies in there and teaching their, their up and coming leaders exactly what leadership is. Like there's, there's so many different ways how you can be able to uh, kind of scale the knowledge that you have. And it's like, man, I, you know, having somebody, like I said, having um, a mentor or, or a coach to help me realize these things is man, it was invaluable, invaluable. Mm-hmm. But Okay, so what are so what are um, you know some of the I guess negatives that that come along with what you do, um, whether it's coaching or speaking, um, and you know how you how you run your business or whatnot. What are some of the things that you know? Like, Damn, I didn't I didn't see that. <laughs> you know, some of the things that that could be roadblocks. What are some of those things that you know? Because I'm I'm thinking of like what a what a younger Alex you know who wants to become a, an entrepreneur. What are some of the hiccups, some of the roadblocks that I might be, um, I should know right. about? Well, I think uh, one of the biggest things to understand is you're not going to be a millionaire overnight, right? And I'm not a millionaire now by any means, but what, I'm, what I mean by that is things take time to unfold. You know, like we were both just talking about, there's, I think it's, um, I'm going to butcher this quote, but I think Martin Luther King said something about, you know, you don't have to see the whole staircase to take the first step. And I think that's often what's missing when, for me, for sure, I I just thought, I've thought about quitting a million times because it's too hard or, you know, deals fall through or the money wasn't coming in the way I was hoping it would. And so I think if you are going to pick something, understanding that it's going to take time to develop, especially if we're talking about profit, but developing could mean, you know, many other things as well. And that's why I think it's so important to be able to choose something that you know you're willing to ride out long term. For me, when I started Thrive After Sports, I knew that I was willing to not see any income from this and do you know part-time jobs and all this other stuff, which I have done before in order to make it work and continue with the mission because it was that important to me. And I think ultimately that's when it comes to entrepreneurship, I think those are the people who are most successful when, of course, you can build something that is a money machine and get the right mentorship and guidance and it takes off and cool, you did that. But ultimately, if it's something that you're going to be involved in long term, there has to be something deeper than the money behind it in order for you to really do something that's going to make an impact that's here when you're no longer here. So uh, I don't know if I answered your yeah. question. I think you asked me about entrepreneurship and I went off on a tangent. So <laughs> no, 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 that's good. That's good. That's good. Man, tell me about your book. 
Yeah, Thrive After Sports is, I always tell people it's, I have several books now. I have a few co-author books that I've written, but my first book, Thrive After Sports, was basically my book, my my coaching program in book format. And I read your book. Your book is phenomenal. And I noticed that you did the same thing. You tell your story, but you're not telling your story for the purpose of just aggrandizing yourself or making it be an autobiography. I'm telling my story so that I can help other people and using lessons from the story, but also sprinkling, you know, different uh, coaching, coaching methods and different things that I found over the years by working with people that I know can help. So my goal is for someone to pick up the book. Of course, it's written for current and former athletes, but really anyone can pick up that book. And by the time they put it down, they'll have 100% clarity around where they're going, why they want to go there, what they need to do to get there and who they need to connect with to get there and even how to connect with the people that they need to connect with to get them there. So that was the the reasoning behind that book. And then since then, I've written several other co-author books where myself and other athletes turned entrepreneurs have come together to tell our stories of transition, but also tell our, our stories of, you know, how we got into entrepreneurship and why we're doing what we're doing now. So I look at them as a trail of breadcrumbs that, you know, anybody can follow. Oh, I love that. I love that. Now, does that lead to um, your podcast or do you have a course that that you help um, former athletes? So I don't have. I mean, I know the podcast. Yeah, I actually started a podcast first. So I, I started Thrive After Sports in 2018. Um, a little over a year later in 2019, I started the podcast. And, and then uh, I wrote the book in 2020. So I don't have a course because the nature of what okay. I do, it needs to be, I don't want to say it needs to be, I may have a course someday, but at this time, I really enjoy more of the hands-on delivering it directly to people, whether it's speaking or coaching in a one-on-one or a group setting. Um, but yeah, that's, and then I have the community. So it's the podcast, the books, the coaching, the speaking, and then the community, which I mean, I can talk about the community all day. I'm a part yes, of. Yes, yes, you are. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're a huge yeah, part no, of I'm that. a part of. Yeah. Thank you for being in there for your contributions to that community. Because I mean, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. Just having you in there. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's. I think it's powerful. Yeah, man. Thank you, man. I think it's powerful to have like-minded folks that um, that you can be able to learn from, and they kind of like have some of the you know the same background. Maybe not the same sport, but they're former athletes. I think, you know, that's that that's needed to understand that you're not the only one out there. And if you're trying to write a book, man, there's resources, there's people out there that have done that and you can be able to glean information from. If you're trying to start a podcast, there's people in those these this community, your community, where, um, you know, we can ask questions, you know, we can sit down, we can communicate and and start to learn from one another. So um, I think I think that's big. Um, I think it's needed. So yeah, Thank man, you, I love that's it. why I invited. Love what you're doing, man. Love how you're showing up. I appreciate. Yeah, you. I love how you're showing up in the world. So um, how can my listeners get more of you? Like I know, like tell me where, first of all, where can they get the book? Where can they find you? And um, yeah, I'll let you take it from there. I always point people directly to TajDeshawn.com. Uh, either just go to TajDeshawn.com or Google my name or Google Thrive After Sports and that'll take you wherever you want to go because TajDeshawn.com is the hub for everything. And, and it's going to be in the show notes. Yes, yes. I'm going to put it in the yeah. show notes so they don't even got to do all that. The books, the <laughs> podcast, the social media, all links are there. Aside from that, if you just look up Thrive After Sports and your favorite podcast player, but the books are on Amazon, the books are on my website. Um, and then on my website also, you can join the Thrive After Sports collaborative community that we were just talking about 
would love to see you in there. If you're a current athlete, former athlete, or someone who serves the athlete community, uh, it's a must that you're in that community. Like Alex just said, there's a lot of good things happening in there. So, yeah. Okay. And if they want to, you know, if you have a, a coaching cohort or one-on-one coaching, can they go to your website as well and be able to get some information? Absolutely. Yeah. I'd say the best way is uh, just to reach out to me on social media and let me know that you, you heard me on on the shark effect and you want, you want to do some coaching because either I'll do one-on-one or every quarter, you know, once a quarter, I start a new cohort of athletes um, that I'm taking through the group program. So we do that once a quarter. And then the one-on-one is kind of overlapping on that. Man, love that. This is something. So all my listeners, if you um, are in the process of transitioning out of sport, and you look for somebody who can be able to, to kind of guide you and help you, give you a fast pass, Taj is the man. And, you know, he has all his, um, his information that he's already put out there for you guys. Please take advantage of it. If you are stuck, if you are stuck or looking for that fast pass, reach out to my man Taj. Um, thank you so much, Taj, for being on the Shark Effect. And for my listeners, hey. Your boy got some merch. I finally stepped my game up. I got some merch now. So, um, you know, whether it's hoodies, T-shirts, I got coffee cups. You know what I'm saying? I got little notepads, that Shark Effect podcast. Um, just go to thesharkeffect.com and you can be able to, you know, to get you some merch. And I know it's holiday season. It's holiday season. So I'm going to be making sure I got to take care of my people. So, Taj, you're going to be receiving some merch from your boy and um, everybody else you got to buy. <laughs> I was going to say, hey, I was about to go to the website right now and make a purchase just to support the movement, you know? So and before we, I got to say, before we get out of here, Alex, thank you for all that you do and who you are in the world. You have been a huge uh, inspiration to me since we connected and nothing but good things have come from that, from that connection. So I appreciate you and all that you do. Um, once again, honored to be on the show and I'll take the free merch, but I'm going to go support and grab some merch too, just out of respect. So check it. If you like today's show, I want you to do me a couple of favors. I want you to subscribe. I want you to give me a rating and give me a review. And then the fourth thing, I want you to share it. Okay? And I'm not saying this for selfish reasons. When you guys do this, the more ratings, the more stars we get, five stars are dope, but the more impactful guests that we can have on the show. And the more impactful guests we have on the show, I think the more insights and the more value we can deliver for you all my listeners okay so if you guys can do that it'll help us out which will in turn help you out keep aligning assigning and adjusting yourself to the person that you want to become 